You're listening to Awakening Code Radio. Mind-expanding, heart-opening, talking music to raise your vibration. Some people consider it the shifting of the ages. Others see it as a whole new paradigm for humanity. But whatever you want to call it, it's hard to deny that we are in a moment of immense change. A moment challenging us to wake up and live life more consciously. This is Eric Rankin. And I'm Michelle Anderson. And you're listening to Awakening Code Radio. Where the conversation is always about raising the vibration of love, compassion, happiness, forgiveness, stewardship, health, and peace. Thank you for joining the conversation. This is Deepak Chopra. Hi, I'm Marianne Williamson. Hi, this is Greg Braden. And you are listening to Awakening Code. Awakening Code. Awakening Code Radio. Awakening Code Radio. Hello and welcome to Awakening Code Radio. 
I'm one of your hosts, Michelle Anderson. And here I am once again. And there is the famous key master, Eric, Eric Rankin. Rankin. And we're doing another unique podcast today. We're being as creative as we know how. And I'm very blessed because Eric and I were really missing each other. <laughs> That's the first time we've been face-to-face in a while. Since, yeah, our first COVID broadcast mm-hmm. when we were in the underground bunker. And today, we are recording today on 4-20-2020, which happens to be one of our besties' birthdays, Victoria McBain. Happy birthday, Victoria. Yeah, and she's taking the dog for a walk right now. But what we decided we were going to do was surprise her with a little birthday lunch, eating in her garden. Six feet apart. Six feet apart. And we really were six feet apart, Mm -hmm. pretty much. And... We, Eric brought a cute little carrot cake and his guitar, and we wanted to just bring some joy to our, our besties life. She's, she's doing great. She's growing her garden and, and working from home and you know, practicing the protocol, and we're just all flowing with it, but we wanted to do something special for her. So what Eric and I decided we would do is meet at her house and record our podcast from her house. And we're doing that. There we are. Cute little house in uh, Santa Ana, which in Orange County was sort of the seat of Orange County. A lot of people know Orange County, California for Disneyland and everything else. But this town, Santa Ana, where Vic lives, is where Orange County started. With all the orange trees. Nope. Not with all the orange trees. No. Oranges came later. Even towns like Orange Uh and all that stuff. And we think of citrus. It was named Orange before there was a single orange tree they promised it had to be great fertile soil and climate and everything for citrus but no citrus was being grown in orange county when it was named orange county when i moved here when i was four years old we lived in anaheim Mm -hmm. and it was all orange groves Mm -hmm. everything was orange groves and well it's like destiny they Mm -hmm. they were correct it's like if you build it they will come but the first crops were were uh crops like anaheim that was a lot of German immigrants that came in the late 1800s and grew what they'd been growing everywhere else, beans and all, all kinds of stuff, but not citrus. Wow. Mm-hmm. And here we are full circle. Just, I mean, it, to me, it just thinking about what we're doing right now, where more and more people are realizing with this great experiment we're all in, it feels like a psychology experiment. That's really what it is. And I it's think. really hit that pivotal point, it seems like, where people are starting to really feel it mentally in, in the emotional body. Well, it's called a stress test. I mean, in anything, if you're making a car or just working with the material and it needs to hold up for a certain purpose, you stress it and you get it to the point where it begins to break or breaks. And that's where we, it feels like we are. Now we're seeing people after a month or six weeks of being locked down and adhering to the rules and you know, being very obedient this last weekend, we saw a lot of breakout groups, you know, protesting, going to hospitals or going to beaches and, and uh, you know, getting together and just sort of in defiance of the, the rules. So I think we're, as a community, we're getting closer to this stress point mm-hmm. and seeing how people behave in that scenario. I I'm definitely seeing it in just the circles of people I talk with in my mom's assisted living home 
and just where people's feelings and thoughts are and uh, hearing the differences between opinions because everybody has an opinion. And the reason why, Eric, you wanted to name this show... Neutrality Amidst Duality. Neutrality Amidst Duality. Because we've been talking about that for some time before all of this happened. But we're really feeling the importance of sharing our thoughts and our opinions and our feelings about what it means to stay in that neutral place so that calm happens, so that we are being very present to this now moment. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. Well, you didn't have to draw attention to it. I burped. I was being very chivalrous. I blew it sideways. But I thought thought the reason why you did that was because you're sitting across from me. You can probably tell. The room sounds a little bit um, Mm -hmm. echoey. echoey. And um, you're sitting across from my microphone. I thought you were smelling my breath and you were making your hand, you know, like. And I'm thinking, does that mean we're too close? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You know, sorry, listeners, we just had a funny moment. And laughter. Laughter is the saving grace right now. Just finding humor in every little thing. Just looking in your eyes and we got together. And it was just so good to be laughing together mm-hmm. again, you know. this Because this is, this is definitely a pivotal, it feels like a pivotal week. And we're all riding the waves of all of it. Well, I think that, and I want to really drop deeper into this idea of neutrality amidst duality, um, because I think that is the big human part of human experience in general. I think that's our mission here is how well, how balanced are we in our belief system that we can have our beliefs about any subject. It doesn't matter what it is, religion or politics or, you know, life path. You can have your beliefs in your own conduct, but you can also see how other people live. They're not going to be yours. How do you maintain that neutrality? How do you stay in that neutral point? And I want to, I do want to go deeper into what that means because uh, it doesn't mean that you're wishy-washy. It doesn't mean you have no opinion. It means that you can float in that space between of opposition where you're not just completely one-sided and everybody else is stupid or you're a complete pushover and going to let everybody walk over you. It's neither of those things. And the, I truly believe this experience and the offer that the universe is offering us and our job here is how well we can tow that neutral line. And Wayne Dyer used to have this analogy of how do you know what something is until it's pressured, put under pressure, and like an orange. How do you, how do you know what it produces until you squeeze it? And no orange will produce once you squeeze it and tension it and crush it, produces sweet orange juice. That's what's inside of it. It has no choice. We're being kind of squeezed right now. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing what comes out of us. That's the pressure test. So if what comes out of us is just complete disarray and panic and, you know, these harsh opinions of each other or, or for further separation, you know, we've got to do this because the government tells us, no, we don't. We're on our own and we shouldn't be on lockdown. If you get lost in all that stuff, you are not being, that's, you're not being the person you're supposed to be when it matters most. That's that neutrality. Staying in your own lane. Yeah. And one of the things I'm really finding is 
when everything feels out of control and we want to have control, some of the things that we're hearing about, like I, I've seen a few of my friends going down these really dark alleys, these dark paths. There, there's information being put out by every different camp, you know, whether it's this is, you know, stay in your house, the, the computer's going to go down, but the pedophile rings are going to be all, you know, everybody's going to get arrested and it's going to get round, rounded up and it's all for the, for the greater good. I'm not, I'm not saying yes or no to any of it. I'm not, I don't feel that it's my job or our job on Awakening Code Radio to be interviewing people like that and to be perpetuating the hype of something that I don't feel is in our control. What's in our control is to be good stewards on this earth, to be, to be loving and kind and considerate and, and, and not to be raising our arms with our rifles and, and doing things like that. I think that that does a disservice to humankind. And this is the time where we actually have an opportunity to really raise our vibration and do exactly what we've been trying to do for almost eight years on this show, which is bringing people into the heart space of what unity consciousness feels like, not just talking about it, but actually modeling it, living it, breathing it. And I'm not saying that I'm some angel and that I'm able to do this 100% of the time. I'm definitely facing my own stuff in my own relationships just witnessing myself during the, this whole thing. And I have to admit that today I got up and thought, I'm patting myself on the back because I feel pretty proud of how I'm getting through each now moment by being present and doing what I can to get fresh air, to get sunshine if I can, to get exercise, to you know, be mindful of what I'm watching on TV, be mindful of who I'm listening to and which which videos are, you know, coming across my desk. So many people, I'm in every single group and I'm getting all these different videos, but energetically, do they serve me to keep me in my place of neutrality or peace? And Eric, you and I have been trading videos back and forth just for awareness mm -hmm. and it feels really good. And then you've been sharing, you know, watch Bruce Almighty, you know, what about last Mimsy? You know, we're talking about which movies we feel are good to watch right now. Yeah. Um, Oh boy! I can hear the siren. I, look at that. Mm -hmm. We're in Santa Ana. That's what happens in <laughs> oh, Santa Ana. No, no, you didn't. Either. No, Victoria and I talk about this all the time. This is a bustling city. Yeah. Where I live, it's it's a gated city, and you don't hear sirens yeah. at Laguna, my house. Laguna, of yeah. all things, for as small a town as it is, uh, I live right in the middle of town, and there are sirens constantly. Uh, I, I think. How is a town this small mm -hmm. with one this entrance, much activity? One exit, yeah. It's like it's really small. I, I don't get it. I'd like to follow and see, are they just getting cats out of trees or are there major you know, crimes being committed? I don't yeah. think that. I don't know. But anyway, but yes. And, you know, we say it all the time. We're not talking about in neutrality. Doesn't mean burying your head in the sand and pretending you don't know what's going on. I have watched the, I mean, you couldn't avoid it. Now, you know, I don't watch the news, but oh. Darn. I silence my, my phone. Wow. <laughs> this uh, is what happens when we're we're in person together doing our podcast with my new microphone. Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> microphone. Um, so the big news. So while I don't watch the news, you can't hardly avoid it in social media. You know, you're going to see the big headlines 
the big news. Did you hear this? I mean, it's just human nature that we share more or less the top stories with ourselves. Uh, and people were sharing that m- movie, uh, Out of Shadows, Out of Shadows. this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I, I got hit over the head with it so many times, like, well, I may as well see what people are talking about. And there's definitely intriguing, you know, information about there. I am a, a little, uh, part of me thinks that it's a little odd that people in the spiritual community are more or less polarizing themselves, taking sides mm-hmm. in this particular COVID phenomenon. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but everybody's seeing this as kind of an opportunity to uh, entrench further into their camp. Mm-hmm. And to me, it feels a little it's like separation consciousness. I so there's agree. Uh, some people that are really well known for their channeling and representing you know, certain ethereal councils and saying, if you want to really know what's going on, look up, um, you know, Pizzagate and look up, um, what's his name? Uh, Epstein? What's it? Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um, just all the, the black ops, the dark web, the, the, all these different things, Q and on and what Trump's really doing. And I'm like, you're just, you're kind of, you're talking about 5d and if you're asking people to go and learn all about this, you're just almost inviting them to get sucked back into a 3d polarity story. Totally fear. And this, Mm -hmm. this idea that there is a 1% ruling the many and we think, Oh my God, could that be true? Heck yes. In ideological ways, that's been true for human history. Almost. What is a kingdom? A kingdom is a very few people ruling the masses. And do they have their skullduggery going on and spies and, you know, counter espionage all the time? We're just seeing bigger aspects of it because now we have almost 8 billion people on the planet. But, you know, we, and I don't want to sound like I'm ignoring the idea of, you know, breaking up these pedophile rings and evil stuff going on in the world. Um, but to invite people to just, you don't really know and get down into this and the this, and then you get even more, entrenched guess where your focus just went i had a had a talk with a friend who watched the video watched this out of shadows video Mm -hmm. and she said it had really good information and she had never heard about these things and she's all about protecting children and Mm -hmm. we shouldn't have human trafficking and absolutely we all believe that but i asked her so where did your focus go and what can you do to make a difference in that? Do you think spreading all that information is going to make a difference to get us to the other side of this? Or do you think doing something kind for someone or just focusing on what is your job during this? It's to keep yourself calm, to, to be mindful of your emotional body and not get caught up in all this kind of stuff, but just to keep pulsing out loving vibrations to keep humor in the fore and things like that. Because what I feel happens, I, I do agree with you, Eric. I, I think it's good to be aware of some of these things, but not to get sucked down and then start pointing fingers and blaming people if they're not buying into what you're trying or to sell. Or doing enough what yeah. you think should be done. That's what neutrality means. That's mm-hmm. why th- this concept of neutrality is so important. And just by chance, uh, the way our lives seem to work, you know, when you're in this flow, um, of synchronicity and coincidence. When you're on your, your path of expansion, and you can call it your awakening path, your uh, you know spiritual path, whatever you want to call it, um, but you'll get affirmations in the craziest ways. And I have been, my attention has been drawn or things have come into my field 
about either neutrality or polarity or duality um, for the last couple of weeks. And I'm a huge fan of Alan Watts. He was sort of a philosopher in the, he's really credited with kind of bringing Eastern thought to the masses in the 40s and 50s in America. And then he was really at his height in the 60s. Uh, He did a more or less what we would call an online course today. So you can still watch these grainy, some sort of videotape pre, you know, Betamax or whatever, where he talks. So listener, I would encourage you to go on YouTube and you can see what they were, what some school was putting out as these half hour lectures by Alan Watts. I just posted a six minute one this morning because I, I, I posted it right before the 11th hour, <laughs> 11 o'clock. And it, it's called the nature of now. And it's just a six minute video with Alan Watts talking about being present just in the now. Yeah. And, and oh my gosh, is that a great video to kind of bring it all back around to what's in our control and what we can be doing to focus on, on these now moments. Alan Watts is a great one. Mm-hmm. Eric, one of the things that I've noticed in our Awakening Code Radio fan tribe, a lot of our listeners are having dialogue about just this. You know, what do you do when you have a different opinion? You're, you're talking with people on the phone or they're arguing with you about, well, the news says, and it's this many cases or this many deaths, or you have to wear your mask or you can't, you, why are you leaving your house to go to the grocery store? Rather than getting in fights, we, we want to, understand where people's consciousness is and not be so challenging. I think that the best thing we can do is just model it. And if somebody's resistant to hearing your belief system or your version of how you handle it, you just mm-hmm. go someplace else. Right. You know, you, you just avoid that. But I do want to say, I think it's well, time for us. Yeah, we're going to break for a song. So I didn't take you to the point. I just want to make real quick okay. is with Alan Watts and other things that are coming to the field is this idea of duality light and dark, whatever you want to call it. Our whole universe works on duality, mm-hmm. binary coding, ones and zeros, up, down, off, on, magnet, you know, positive, negative polarity. But we need that. We, that is what reality is. And Alan Watts, I bought a three-book set of his, and I'm reading the first one, and I think it's the two faces of God, and it more or less goes down this road. We have become so isolated in our pol- polarized belief systems where there's good and there's evil, and you better make sure you're on the side of only one or you're all the other. And that is not the case. When you're neutral, when you're in the middle, you can see aspects of what we would all call good. You can see aspects of darker things. But we need both. God, he references God himself being all things in one, and there's certain uh, cultures that had uh, the same word, meaning the both halves like cleave cleave could be cleavage as in cutting you know a, a indent or it could be cleave hugging to you it can be both words he brings that word up we're supposed to be okay with in the midst of all this polarity that we are this neutral grounded center core amidst it in the, in the isness that's i'm always talking about ed ricketts but he had such an influence of what is just deal with the isness don't project what someone it should be doing or why aren't they or anything the isness is they are doing it if you feel like you need to call the police because they're doing something really serious go ahead but other than that you don't need to barf your projections onto any of this do what you think is right for you in this moment what resonates right for you be comfortable in that and let it go 
Yeah, I think the letting it go is a big part of keeping our keeping our emotions in a calm state and, sure. and staying centered and grounded. Well, I want to thank I want to thank Admin Calling for the stellar job she's doing. She notified me that one of our Awakening Code Radio listeners, Lori Nelson, uh, shared one of her students' songs with us, and she shared Jessica Yellowitz. Uh, is a senior at Tennessee State University, and she's majoring in music production. She's home for quarantine rather than finishing her senior year with ceremonies to honor her graduation, and she wrote this beautiful song, and it's got such a great message. It's called A Brighter Day. So thank you, Lori, for sharing that song with us, and we are playing it right now. We'll be right back, and thank you for listening to Awakening Code Radio. Sitting in my little glass box My window to the world I watch the sun rise awfully quietly And the clouds pattern swirl I'm not sure but I think it's Saturday Coffee is brewing over there Calm and quiet through the crisis Love tumbling through the air I haven't seen you in a while now My, how your hair has grown just been cooped up writing papers, taking in my childhood home. I'm glad to see you're staying healthy. That is everything these days. And if we keep working together, I think we will be amazed. College ended awfully suddenly In fact, we can all relate When was the last time you could say something like that? We all have the same things on our plate Maybe it's time to appreciate the little things of the yellow moon The way the trees dance in the sunshine A family filled afternoon I haven't seen you in a while now My, how your hair has grown I've just been Cooped up writing love songs, talking to people on the phone. I'm glad to see you're staying healthy. That is everything I must say. And if we keep working together, we will see brighter. 
when the day comes to walk out our doors and unpause. Will we be the same people when it's time to move on? Will we take less things for granted? Bigger mark on future generations. I think it's written in the stars. I haven't seen you in a while now. My, how your hair has grown. I've just been cooped up writing papers. Taking in my childhood home. I'm glad to see you're staying healthy. That is everything I must say. And if we keep working together, we will see a brighter day. We will see. Hi, my name is Matt Kahn, and you're listening to Awakening Code Radio. All right, we're back. We are back. And we and always we... remind people, you know, if you haven't found us on Facebook, give us a like on Facebook. We have a couple of great listeners, family, friends that live in uh, Virginia, mm-hmm. and they started a fan tribe page, and you can go on that. There's a lot of new ads to that every week, and just share. It's a great place to share ideas with other listeners and just launch that way. I, I love just kind of peeking you know into that that site we we want to thank lucia lucia diaz she finally joined the awakening code radio fan fan tribe page and she's been a listener since day one and that's how we met her at the integratron Mm -hmm. was from almost the very beginning of when we started this show almost eight years ago so lucia we love you we know you're up in northern california and she stays in touch she's been on our dolphin boats Mm -hmm. and she's gone to camping with me so we want to thank her for joining the fan tribe. And I've seen Milica. She has been posting some beautiful things. Sally Warahashi, thank you very, very much for posting that beautiful. Um, it's, it's a Japan, China, Korea for world peace um, movie. I think it's called Junai. And I means love. And I haven't seen the movie yet, but I noticed she posted something on that. So thank you for that. And Lisa Chernoff and Elizabeth Vanderwald, they're dialoguing back and forth, sharing a lot of this information. Suzanne Holt, I don't know if I told you she sent me a present during all of this. Hey, where's my present during all of this? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Suzanne's in big trouble She is just such a sweetheart. I'm kidding. Don't send me anything. Thank you for all of that. And, and I want to thank Jen Jen Reynolds. She, she said, she texted me the other day and she said, I was guided to send you this video. And it really made a difference for me. It really helped me. Which one was that? Um, 
Marina Jacoby's oh. video. And there's some stuff in there. And that's the thing. I'm not a sharer of a lot of these things because I feel like if I share a video that people might think I believe 100% of everything that's being said, and I may not. Right. But there are nuggets in some of these videos that really resonate with me. Mm -hmm. So I did watch that, and there was a lot in there. A lot about, you know, time, all the timelines collapsing right now, and we are here now. And I know you sent me the Looking Glass Project, mm -hmm. and I know you wanted to talk about, I mean, we, it really does feel like Alice went down the rabbit hole, and we're all Alice right now. And another crazy string of coincidences around Alice in Wonderland, and look the looking glass and through the keyhole and all these different things. I, I made a post, you know, I created this uh, symbol that I ended up calling convergence. It looks like sort of a peace sign, a circle over a triangle. And it wasn't till a couple of years later, somebody said, oh, it kind of looks like a keyhole. The silhouette of it looks like a keyhole. So I went and looked and, you know, the symbolism of a keyhole and then how the keyhole is such a significant symbol for this idea of, opening up or seeing through or unlocking something really significant. So I made a, a post about the keyhole symbol uh, on Facebook this week and started looking for a bunch of uh, symbols to share, to add to mine. You found some great ones. Really good. And here's one, uh, many of them, not one. I posted one with Alice in Wonderland or the White Rabbit or something like that. I'm like, holy moly, the, the, these symbols, I think, really have been kind of guiding us in whatever way humanity was guided to certain symbols way early, you know, we're talking about thousands of years ago and that are still relevant to us today is, is really intriguing to me. The, the video that I sent to you uh, through the looking glass, that was something Jen had shared with me like four days ago and I hadn't even watched it. The timing of, and she hadn't heard of it. I thought it wasn't some old thing that she'd seen a long time ago. It came into her field just a few days ago. She shared it with me and then we ended up watching something else that mentioned Looking Glass. And she goes, well, now we really have to watch it. And I love the post in this. So this is somebody that was in the military. I forget his name. I can't remember um, either off the top. I mean, the video looks like it's 15 years old or so. Um, and he's, he worked in the military, worked as a, a systems analyst kind of thing. And they were working on a project that they would not tell him exactly what the project was. That's the most interesting part of it. He could tell that they were really concerned that there is a maybe something like a global movement that the military's computer models or government's computer models are tracking and forecasting. They wouldn't tell him what the end result of what all those forecasting models were. But it ended up being a point of out of the sea of infinite possibility infinite possibilities, infinite trajectories, and infinite things possibly coming true, that out of all that seemingly chaotic state, there is a process happening that is just narrowing until there is no choice. Something inevitable is coming. Mm -hmm. And they said, we would like you to see if we've missed something here that this inevitable thing does not have because to be. Because he was a remote viewer. You, did you I, say that? Is, I did not. I think that's what this, that's the sense I got is okay. that he's a remote viewer. Okay. So he had, he had technical skills and also woo skills mm -hmm. sort of thing. And he had a, a, you know, a pedigree of sorts, maybe in both fields. And, you know, we know that the military has been interested by woo stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. from testing drugs on people 
all kinds of stuff, beliefs. They've tried things. So they just said, can you figure something else out where these models don't just say an inevitable thing is going to happen? Well, what he came to the realization of, and he had to build a case around it for himself, is this inevitable thing is a great power awakening of the masses is coming. And more or less by inference, he never, I don't think he came out and said it in the video, by inference, it's like what the military industrial governmental complex does not want. Does not want. I think he did say that. He, I mean, he, I, I, he, he danced around it pretty But he pretty did well. say the Great Awakening. I'm uh, pretty he sure used he the word awakening that. many times, for sure. Um, and, you know, it just hit me so strong that there is a certain, I have a, a friend, Anthony Morris, you, you're a friend of him as well from England. He's, he's a mathematician. Been on the show. Mm -hmm. And he's, he says, it is a done deal that mm -hmm. we are on a path of ascension and everything is going to work out okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, even when he said that, I would go, mm, yeah, really? I mean, what more proof do you have than anybody else has? But when I heard this other guy, I should have gotten his name in, um, what's the name of the video? The Looking, Looking Glass. The Looking Glass. Mm -hmm. That there's this inevitable aspect to this great awakening that the government is actually not wanting to occur, the power to the people and the masses that I just found so interesting. And it resonated with me, it actually really deeply, that there could be something like that. And he had to piece together that what they really wanted, the plan B or the number two plan, was one that was not as healthy for the people. Like they were almost hoping, can we program or project or do something to make plan number two more realistic or likely to happen? And plan two was the least good plan, mm -hmm. you know, for the entire species. So what you, your takeaway was, uh, my, don't worry, it, be happy. I, <laughs> well, so funny that you said that because we're going to sing that song tomorrow. Um, for our Burning Man group, they're going to do their first virtual group, and they asked me if I would play a song. And I don't know why that song came out more than any other, mm -hmm. but we're going to play Don't Worry, Be Happy. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, it's kind, of, it's kind of that. It's like if, if it's an inevitable thing, what, as messy as all of this looks, and the polarizing is, seems to be getting ever more polarized in our political beliefs, our spiritual beliefs, I'm really fascinated by uh, spiritual this people that high in the spiritual community digging into politics and asking you to research your politics and get into these 3d constructs. It's like, well, we're just shining a light on stuff. And I know that there's a purpose for it, but if somehow this ascension is inevitable anyway, I would almost rather flow with what I know is fueling the ascension process, community, unity, helpfulness, love, forgiveness, compassion, kindness, if that's what we're calling galactic harmony, yeah, the, the, Jose Munoz uses that term and I love it. Galactic yeah. harmony, if not just what, harmony on earth. Galactic everywhere. Yes. All life in all dimensions. Yes. If that's where we're going, why not just say, let's act like that's already happened. Mm -hmm. like Elizabeth April was the first person I heard that just said, yeah, that timeline's happening, but I'm not on that timeline. I, I, I'm, I'm living this one. Totally resonate. A lot of our listeners are very familiar with Elizabeth April. She's become a super good friend of ours. And 
I love, I love having dinner with her and having conversations about these kinds of things. She's gotten really big and I, I don't know. I think I might've told you this, but I wanted to share it with our listeners and, and that many years ago I used to volunteer for the Samueli center for integrative medicines, women's wellness day program. It's out of UC Irvine. And I did this for seven years, believe it or not. I think I met you at the very end of that. At the very end of that. Mm -hmm. And I was very involved with UC Irvine and the Samueli Center. And one of our keynote speakers was Dr. Christiane Northrup. She's a medical doctor and she's a big wig. I don't know if she's been on Oprah, but she's in the whole Hay House talking and all that. And I something told me to go look at her Facebook page. And I went to Christiane Northrup's Facebook page. And right there, she's been doing a lot of live videos. And she talked about one of her favorite people to listen to right now is Elizabeth April. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that is full on crossover, 3D, 5D. And that's what she talked about, Mm -hmm. moving from 3D to 5D. And how do we do that? One of my friends asked me the other day, well, why does everyone skip over 4D? What is what is 4D? And I said, for me personally, it has always felt like the astral realm. And that's and a realm I don't like to play in. I want to skip through that realm where there's discarnate spirits and people that don't really cross fully over. I don't know. It feels sticky to me. Yeah, well, that Marina Jacoby video did a pretty good job of describing, and it was very interesting. I've, I've heard of her for years. She's mm-hmm. got a big following, Marina Jacoby. And this particular talk I listened to, it started in the first five minutes. She talked about neutrality, mm-hmm. you know, and polarity. I'm like, wow, well, I guess I'm, this is the one I'm supposed to, to listen to because mm-hmm. I had already decided what we were going to do this show on and everything else. And she did the same thing, the 3D line here and then the 5D line up here. And I've been one of those people. Like, what's what's the skip? If everything graduates, why don't you say you go from three to four and, and four to five? And she, I thought she did a good job of sort of describing that. So 3D is what we would call our life, real life, quote unquote, real life, hard things in a body. Density. Density. Mm-hmm. You're living in that, you know, justice. Material. Yeah, uh, quantum, you know, not quantum physics, but regular physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Laws of gravity. You know, it's very 3D, these laws. It's almost like Newtonian reality. And then 5D is where you're not you're an instant manifester. You know, you understand that thoughts are things, things like ESP and telekinesis and things are possible in the quantum realm, multiple timelines happening all at once, multiple potentialities and possibilities. But in the 4d, it's like, well, why did she skip over? But she went back and talked about what 4d is. And I don't know that I would call it purgatory, but it is this bandwidth where you are between the two. And in that moment, (laughs) I kind of imagine that Mm -hmm. almost as the neutrality Mm -hmm. is that it's almost like the neutrality bandwidth full of potentiality. And that's what neutrality is. And I want to talk a little bit more about it. But if you're cruising through that 4D bandwidth, you're able to go up into 5D. You're able to access this amazing quantum information. You're, You're hearing from the Galactic Council. So many young people coming online and channeling and sharing deep information. I mean, it blows my mind, but you're also able to dip down into the 3d and fully enjoy life on earth in a human body with animals and an atmosphere and all the weights and constraints of what that means to live in density. And, but then you can come back up. That's to me what the bonus of living in neutrality is, is you get to navigate 
both dimensions, the spirit, we call it spirit science dimension or, or earthbound spirit bound aspects of what we are. We can be both, but we need to know when we're in 3d and then we need to know that we're navigating in 5d. Oh, that's what this is. That's what this is. In the middle of those two is the navig is the steering zone. I feel like when I'm crying and emotional, I'm in 3d. And when I'm in the trust frequency of just living in the magic and knowing everything is as it's supposed to be. And just to stay present to know that knowing and that trust that feels more 5D like. And that's when all the magic starts to happen is when you cross over that. And there there were so there was a lot of really good pointers. And there's some of it I was like, Am I can I stay with this or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I ended up not watching the whole thing. I, I only I only had a, a chunk of about forty minutes, but my girlfriend watched the entire thing and she really appreciated it. Um I, the first question that I think somebody asked was about, well, what if I understand all of this because I've been doing my awakening process and doing my healing journey, but what about my children who aren't here or my spouse who isn't here? And she had a great explanation for that as well. And I relate it back to what entrainment feels like when you're being in this vibration continually, it rubs off on people and they start feeling it, but not to worry about where they're at or whether they're coming with you to another realm or, or any even of that if stuff. it's rubbing off on them. That's right. Mm-hmm. You just let them have their experience and be you, do right. you and be you. And that really helped me in my present day dynamics. So I, I really appreciated that. I did find it fascinating that she had a nurse come into the Zoom room. And the nurse was talking about some some challenging concepts about, um, you know, medic, Medicare paying $13,000 for every person, every hospital that reports co- a COVID-19 case or death. death, right? And that she talked about some of them writing on, on the, I think she even talked about the CDC saying they wanted to see more labels Mm -hmm. of this virus being the cause of death what even if it wasn't the cause of death and even if they weren't tested and and that goes to that that place of going well why is that you know follow the money trail or whatever to whatever it all is this is a, a huge thing where our it does feel like our civil liberties are under attack. Well, and, and I think it's a fascinating experiment. Um, and I'm sure there are aspects of big government or big business, whatever they're looking at the patterning that we're doing. And so far they've said, Hey, we say you got to do this. Boom. It's done. I mean, stay in your house for the most part and off the road and out of parks and all the stuff for the most part, people have been, I'm a rebel. I went to a park, had a picnic two (laughs) nights this week. Yeah. I'm telling it, it's just amazing to me that we have been, I mean, and I, I, you know, I'm not endorsing either way. I've been doing everything that we're supposed to do. I've been shutting myself in for the most part. Uh, now it's the law that you have to wear a mask. If you go in California anyway, if you go into a store, you have to wear a mask. Um, so I'm, if you want to go into the store, you got to put the mask on. I didn't think I would ever see myself doing that. I remember six weeks ago or maybe eight weeks ago when my dad first started, you know, they're just news hounds watching CNN and news 24 hours a day. And they were seeing people in China wearing the masks. And I was just like, Oh God, you're, you're so just running on the fear of this. And he goes, it's going to happen here. And I'm like, 
well, it can happen. You know, I'm not wearing a mask. Here, six, you know, six weeks later, I'm wearing a mask, and everybody is wearing a mask. Yeah, it, yes. it is. It, and I don't want people who are really, you know, taking that very seriously and doing that. I mean, in all honesty, if I'm doing it, it's out of respect for other people. I don't feel that I have to do it. I'm doing it just to be respectful. But I do feel like there is... For me, I just smell a rat in the whole thing. Not that it's not a real thing, but there are a lot of people, and I'm not going to sprout out all the numbers, but I encourage people to go to the website wanttoknow.org, wanttoknow.info. Our previous guest, Fred Burks, who was on our 9-11 show last year, he's got a lot of really great information on his website with facts and figures and numbers, and, and it his information makes you scratch your head like, Hmm, mm -hmm. you know, when you see the the number of deaths that happen from the flu every single year versus what's happening all around the world, but the world never stopped before. And is it for me, I feel like our emotional and spiritual health is more important right now than anything. And that those with weakened immune systems Use critical thinking skills. Do, that, do, those people. The Sweden model. Yes, yes. <laughs> or, you know, people are going to, we don't want to sound like we're endorsing or not endorsing any, but the Sweden model as we know it is, you know, their economy is still functioning. I, I really believe, and I don't say this with any alarmist, uh, you know, projections, but I really believe that long after the mortality rate has been tabulated and how many people got it or not, that the real suffering is just going to be economic. Yeah. You know, so many people losing their jobs and, bearing, and our, our, bearing themselves in debt at this moment. So it's kind of quiet and the news is not really talking. Oh, I don't know if the news is talking about it. I don't imagine that's, they're still talking about the health aspects of it, mm -hmm. but it is going to become an economic thing that will take a long time. I would imagine unless everybody just forgives everybody almost like two months out of time. Let's visualize that one together. Like, yeah, we're just, yeah. One of the things that I definitely wanted to get out during this hour, cause we're only going to do an hour show. I definitely wanted to get out. If you haven't seen Dr. Bruce Lipton with Dr. Rashid Buttar and Nia peoples, that video, they did it for this past weekend. They wanted everybody to meditate, to focus our intentions collectively together at 11 p.m. and 11 a.m. And so when they were talking about, you know, starting on Sunday, they meant this, this what day was Sunday? The, um, 19th. the 19th. Yeah. What harm will it do if we keep doing that every single sure. day? Right. I mean, Larissa Stowe has been doing her 11-11 meditations every morning, Pacific time. I feel that this is one of the things that we can offer our listeners. When you ask us, what can we do? How, how can we feel better? This is how we feel better is we tune into the collective field and we imagine and we visualize and we put a lot of feeling and passion towards what do we want to co-create? Not what we don't want to see happening. And let's quit arguing about what we want to see happening. Or even like I said, you know, looking at all these different videos and all this information that's coming out it gets a little bit overwhelming but to come back to center come back to presence and just keep pulsing out those vibrations at these times the reason why i think they pick these times is so that we're all doing it together in unity because when we come together in unity we're so much stronger 
Well, so I definitely wanted to get that. I'm out. reminded, you know, of Buckminster Fuller's quote, and I've said it on the show before. I'm a huge Buckminster Fuller fan, but he said, you know, you don't fight the old reality. You create a new reality that makes the old system obsolete. Never in the course of our experiences since certainly we've been alive, and I'm going to say throughout um, all of human history that it involved the whole globe. Um, we've never been poised to take action and create a new reality um, than right now, because the old reality is, is broken down for whatever reason, the COVID system or whatever on its own. Anyway, no one, I, there's no going back to the old reality, the old system. It is that people go, let's just get back to normal. There is, we're creating a new normal right now. And if that's the case, why don't we create consciously the better new normal? Exactly. That's, that's what Buckminster Fuller was encouraging us to do. We don't have to fight the old reality. The old reality is crumbling on its own. We're, we're talking about the ashes of the old reality, the true Phoenix rising story. We have this opportunity to be more communal minded, less materialistic, uh, you know, better stewards of the planet. Look at the, the ramifications for a, a month of us not driving our cars and flying, you know, how clear the air is in these big cities, how quickly it seems like nature rebounds and, and just is loving this breath moment, you know, of at least a month, maybe closer to two of just decreased activity of all our polluting ways. And it seems like our earth is resilient and sighing a big sigh of relief. Another, you know, indicator another arrow saying point your actions more this way i I truly believe that we're going to look at life differently on the backside of this we will be assessing our materialistic ways um how much we're willing to stretch ourselves in credit and debt and participate in even even things like concerts or um, bars or scenes, I think we're going to be consciously assessing so much of our behavior because we've had time on our own to think and see that we've been fine for the most part. I don't wish the death of the airline industry, but we don't all need to be flying around like we've been flying around. I mean, just at the drop of a hat, something that would have been a miracle 150 years ago. If you said, I want to go from, you know, uh, Europe, England to the United States. Like, holy moly, that's a death-defying. A big undertaking. That's a big undertaking. Yeah. Then I would say, oh, crap, you know, I got to I gotta fly for six hours and eat peanuts and watch videos, you know. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and just the air feels so much cleaner. And, and I guess it's because, no, here's the conspiracy theory, the chemtrails, whatever those – things are and it could just be because not nearly as many planes are flying but you're just not seeing those steady expanding you know, I did trails. see them at the beginning I, I, I was out walking and saw quite a few I haven't seen them in about two or three weeks yeah. um, I did this weekend so many people were doing live streams this weekend and I was a part of so many of them I was trying to add energy to a bunch of them but I was able to get Gary Christmas work on one of them um, he got his own work. I just did the introduction. But our friend Carrie Kim was working on a project with John Dennis Liu, who I think he used to be um, a reporter for maybe CBS or something like this. But he did a whole webinar, five hours and 15 minutes, called The Great Work of Our Time. 
And it was really beautifully done. Gary and his team did an, a, a really great um, professional job of using the Zoom platform and many other platforms, putting in mute, um, uh, movie pieces in there. But he has started something called Ecosystem Restoration Camps around the world. And to me, this is where we're putting it all into action. How do we sit here feeling so helpless? Oh my gosh, I'm helpless. To where we can come out of this on the other side with a whole new ecosystem, really paying attention to what we're doing to our soil, how our, where our food is grown, how it's grown, um, how our economics play into all of this. And to me, I wanted to put a lot of attention there. So I wanted to give a shout out to um, Dennis D. Liu, the great work of our time, ecosystem restoration camps. Look into that. Join those Facebook groups. I think you'll you'll be really happy you did. And that was on Saturday. Jose Munoz did like three or four different Mayan daykeeper events that day as well. This is when Marina Jacoby did her event, was on the 18th as well. We are finding that people are, from their homes, mm-hmm. putting that positivity out there, putting our focus on what we want to see. And I just want to thank our listeners. We've had a lot of listeners writing in because they know this has been very outside of my comfort zone. Personally, I'm, I'm kind of growing into doing these Facebook lives for Disclosure Fest being on camera. If you want to see any of the previous ones we've done, just go to Disclosure Fest YouTube channel and you can find all those videos there. It's been really fun doing ecstatic dance and acro yoga and having Adam Apollo and Elijah Ray and um, a lot of times I'm hosting this at the same time as Awakening Code Radio is airing because now I think it's airing live at, on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific. But I just can't thank all of our listeners enough for really giving us the impetus to keep trying to get together and being creative. And Eric, you are just so fluid. And thank you. I also want to thank you for your post this morning about asking if anyone needs mm. help. My sister started that. Your sister started that. She is another, Susie Rankin Miller, you are an earth angel. And seeing that she's just asking, does anyone need help moving? Do you need help getting groceries? Hers hers were food. Mm -hmm. You know, she just, I think she's probably seeing in the, she lives in the Redondo Beach area and maybe seeing that there are families truly concerned or maybe standing in food lines and just concerned that kids, especially families might not be getting a meal that night. She goes, no questions asked. I don't need to know who you are. Give me an address. I'll drop, tell me what you, if I can help, I will. And I'll just drop it at your front door. And I'm like, what an awesome thing. And, you know, if we were all, I kind of felt like, why didn't I think of that sooner? It's such a simple gesture. You kind of do, though, naturally. People know they can call you and count on you. And I've seen you already doing a couple things like that without being asked. Oh, well, yeah, that's just, I think we're all supposed to always be thinking of how can we can be of service. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. if you truly want to be on a, a path of awakening, you can look at how much in a day or a week were you at least available to be of service. Mm-hmm. I, I posted that, you know, offering anything from food to if toilet paper or use of my truck, you know, if somebody needed to move something so far, I mean, a lot of people liked it. I hope they didn't think I was just standing on there like, Hey, look what a great guy I am. Um, but no one is, no one has messaged me and said, oh, I could use a hand. Ah, Glory Rose did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Glory Rose up in Big Bear. I saw that on the page. 
That's well, a private joke. We, we also, uh-oh. <laughs> I stepped right in that, just like Big Bear Poop. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Jacqueline Ann. Thank you for joining our, our Awakening Code Radio fan tribe. And Brandy Bachman, thank you for being a stellar nurse. And for she did your tones, your gift mm -hmm. to humanity, mm -hmm. the tones that have been, I, like, I think 13,000 people have listened yeah. to that one version of it. Mm -hmm. She said she was sleeping better. Her asthma and her allergy symptoms were reduced. That is a real testament to what, you getting something out there that's helping people. There's many, many more. I mean, people just write me privately. That is a really weird thing, and it could be psychosomatic. It could be the placebo effect. I don't discount either psychosomatic or placebo effect. Those are profound things about us, as you believe or think. Mm -hmm. And is listening to a certain tone or set of tones a possibility that it could do something? Yes. There's no proof of it. There's no science behind it. But, man, have I gotten a lot of reports back of people, and, and very similar without I'm suggesting anything, feeling it in their chest, feeling it in behind their forehead, feeling an expansiveness of clearing, their sinuses clearing. I was guided to it. I was told it would be helpful. So I, I did it. I'm yeah. sold by my guides. Told by your, the guides you channel. <laughs> And and we don't, we just like to keep it light here. I mean, people who ch who channel, I have heard from so many people that they're really getting into some of the information channelers are bringing through. Matt Kahn and and Lee Harris. My gosh, that if you can get to his fifty nine minute message, that it's really profound, very profound. We only gave a two minute teaser. Colleen did an amazing job of adding it to our last podcast. But if you could go listen to that one on his portal, I highly recommend that. I'd like to, I'd like to see him put it on a YouTube, just, just as a freebie for everybody mm -hmm. so that they can get a taste of that. But I, I am really feeling hopeful. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling happier by not watching the news and, oh, yeah. and by just going with my own internal knowing that we will turn a corner, we will get through this. And if, if somebody is struggling or having, you know, a lot of anxiety due to the loss of jobs and where's the money going to come from that we are all here. We're all helping in any way that we can. So we do not know how it's going to look and we don't, don't have to know how it's going to look. Yeah. You know, that's projection. Matt Kahn did a, an amazing, I mean, he's such a great uh, speaker, channeler, divine light. Um, but he talked about the most disempowering thing you could ever say to yourself is, I hope this changes soon. You know, I, I'm so whatever, and I just hope this changes soon. Because it's projection. Mm -hmm. it's, it's taking you out of the moment and disempowering yourself and if this were just to happen and that and that and that, and he says the second most disempowering thing says, I hope this never changes. Mm. So both of them are the flip side of that there same coin. Like God is the flip side of both sides of the same coin, meaning like God is light and dark. I'm not going to say the devil and God, the mm -hmm. good guy and the bad guy at the same time, but it's that principle that everything works on the dual system. Right, being in the middle of it all. And being in the middle is the, the now. That mm -hmm. is the neutrality zone. And, the middle path. And, and it's the isness, you know, mm -hmm. the power of just assessing what is without judgment. Because we, it has become a very dismissive thing to say, oh, it is what it is. I don't know what you do about it, so mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. No, that's where the beauty is, is in the is 
what it is. And that Alan Watts thing that I posted, did you listen to I it? I haven't yet. The Nature of Now, six minutes, mm-hmm. best six minutes, seriously. Colleen, share that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we'll we'll probably close with the nature of now. That I like that great. idea, and I think we've you know, I, I now, like our two hours, Eric, because I think we're over an hour now. Okay, so well, that's all right. You want um, you have more you want to add? Keep going. I just want to add one <laughs> we're going to do a two-hour show. Look, I'm going to get it out I'm, of you. No, um, but when I think of this neutrality, when I think of the model, there's so many people that write about, preach, are the you know the acknowledged masters of whatever. And I, and I listen to them. I never want to even put myself in that group. Like I'm preaching something that someone else is supposed to believe. The model that I look at is Anne Frank that Mm -hmm. amidst in world war II, the most atrocious things going on around her, her family dying, her friends knowing that they're going away to her being locked in in an attic, all this stuff. And she, it wasn't, she was whitewashing. She wasn't aware but somehow she just found this calm voice of hope and optimism and never losing sight of all the good things that humanity can be. I would encourage anyone to reread the diary of Anne Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Or read the cliff notes of it, or Mm -hmm. just get a little bit of that feeling that you can, this COVID thing is nothing like what she was living through or some of Mm -hmm. those people just seeing their whole environment bombed and, and people killed and all this um and me- being able to maintain that neutral sprinkled with never losing sight of how great this experience is and the people live, people are in our lives and life can be and the goodness of the general population live in that bandwidth and what's know? important really yeah right strip everything away i had a conversation the other day that if if we lost everything, our clothes, our hair, our, our, you know, a lot of women are saying, you know, I haven't got my hair done. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about that. Um, if, if we lost everything, food, car, any of those kinds of things, what are the things that are important to us? And I think almost every person I've talked to has always said family first, mm-hmm. family, friends, connection you know, finding joy in nature and really focusing on those simple things and paring it down and paring it down and paring it down. And status means nothing. Yeah, food, food, water, you know, survival things mm-hmm. are one thing, but yeah. we're nowhere near that. Um, the other stuff, the materialistic stuff, how nice your car is, how, high, how big your house is, how nice your house is, how great your clothes are. Those are not essential. Whether your watch is $300 or $30. I saw that in a video the other day. Yeah, it still tells the same time. That's right. The luxury, I've talked about this, the luxury is not uh, the opulence. Luxury is going from not having anything to having the essential. That's Mm -hmm. luxury living. Mm -hmm. If you're not worried tonight about your food, your water, and shelter over your head, you are living actually in luxury. And it's all the other stuff is your projection of what you've been taught and conditioned in believing what you need to be successful. If you're stressed out about the need to hold on to all those things, that's taking away from a successful life in my book. Yeah. That, that's not what success looks like. If you're worried about keeping all of these fronts up that you look great and people are acknowledge you and wow, they've really got it figured out. You're running on the same treadmill as everybody, all the rats mm-hmm. in the race. When you jump off the treadmill and go, I don't need, what I really do need, I do need food to eat. 
not very much, not near as much. And it doesn't have to be a $30 meal. It can be a $1. I mean, these value, every fast food restaurant has a value menu. now. Mm-hmm. For $3 a day, you could eat. Um, and water. And clothes. But you can get clothes anywhere. I mean. Most of us already have clothes. So yeah. it's not about going to right. get more clothes. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just a shift in our perception. And I hope that that's what we hold on to. Mm-hmm. That out of this experience, part of the major reboot, I hope, is that we come away going, I don't need those things. And I'm happy not chasing after them. Mm-hmm. And even that we'll feel weird when we are doing those things. Mm-hmm. When we go back and, and are spending an exorbitant amount, buying a car that we know we can't really afford, doing something just for show that we, there's something in us that goes, I was able to exist without those things. Life didn't stop. And I, I, that's where my real hope from this comes from, is that we are looking at a true reboot of the human experience. Yes, going the Great Awakening is here. When when you hear Elizabeth April, she's super, woohoo, the Great mm-hmm. Awakening. She's really, she's just such a cheerleader for this time. Mm-hmm. If we're not utilizing this time for the greater benefit for all, then we're missing the point. Yeah. We're missing the whole thing. It's right in front of us. Well, Eric, I think... Colleen's probably going to tell us this is going to be an hour and 15 minute show instead of an hour and a half. And I hope we'll end with the Alan Watts thing, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you to you, our listeners. You are the ones that have given me so much joy by your messages. When you write to me and I didn't know you before and I feel your heart, I thank you so very much. And Candace in Texas, I'm giving you a phone call when I leave here today because I promised I would. But thank you. Thank you to all of you for listening. And we are so present with you. We feel you and we're just sending you so much love. Eric, thank you for making time. Sure. This is probably going to sound a little bit different again in the bunker. <laughs> right. We're different. Yeah. We're not doing this the same way every, every and I, time. And I keep saying I'm going to try to get a guest, but you didn't want a guest this week. You wanted to talk about this particular topic, and I know I can get a guest. I'm getting pretty good at this whole Zoom thing, sure. and we'll figure it out. Absolutely. Okay? So be we in the moment. And be, and be good people. Yes. And, you know, the never more important time. Uh, than now to, yeah. be, to drop in and be a good person you know what it takes listener you know what it looks like you know what it feels like go out and do those things we'll see you next week see you next week so therefore if you understand perfectly clearly that you can't do anything to find that very very important thing God enlightenment nirvana whatever Then what? Well, I find, you know, it's so stupid because even if I tell myself, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Why did I say that? You see, why did I say that? Why did I go out of my way to tell myself there's nothing I can do about it? Because in the back of my mind, there's a funny little feeling that if I did tell myself that, something different would happen. See? All right, so even that doesn't work. Nothing works. Now, when absolutely nothing works, where are you? Well, here we are. I mean, there's this feeling of something going on. The world doesn't stop dead when there's nothing you can do. There's something happening. Now, just there, that's what I'm talking about. There's the happening. When you are not doing anything about it, you're not not doing anything about it, you just can't help it. It goes on despite anything you think or worry about or whatever. Now, there is the point. 
right there. And remember, although you will think at first that this is a kind of determinism, there are two reasons why it isn't. One, there is nobody being determined. Now, other people think of determinism as the direction of what happens by the past, the causation of what happens by the past. Now, if you will use your senses, you will see that that is a hallucination. The present does not come from the past. If you listen, and only listen, close your eyes. Where do the sounds come from, according to your ears? You hear them coming out of sounds. The sounds come and then they fade off. They go like echoes, or echoes in the labyrinths of your brain, which we call memory. The sounds don't come from the past. They come out of now and trail off. You can do that later with your eyes. You can see, like when you're watching television, there's a vibration coming out from the screen with your eyes. And it starts from there somewhere. Because we see the hands, and then they move. We think that the movement is caused by the hands. But the hands were there before, and so can move later. We don't see that our memory of the hands is an echo of their always being now. They never were, they never will be, they're always now. So is the motion. And that, that is recollected is the trailing off echo like the wake of a ship. And so just as the wake doesn't move the ship, the past does not move the present. Unless you insist that it does. And if you say, well, naturally I'm always moved by the past. That's an alibi. So then, you become aware that this happening isn't happening to you, because you are the happening. The only you there is, is what's going on. Yeah, feel it. And disregard these stupid distinctions that you've been taught. I mean, stupid relatively speaking. And feel it genuinely. When you feel it genuinely, you get down to rock bottom, all that isn't there. That's a game that's been erected on And it isn't determined. In other words, you get this odd feeling of a synthesis between doing and happening. In which doing is as much happening as happening, and happening is as much doing as doing. And if you are not very careful at that point, you proclaim yourself God Almighty in the Hebrew Christian sense. <laughs> like Freud alleges babies feel that they're omnipotent. And in a way they are. 
I am omnipotent insofar as I'm the universe. But I'm not omnipotent in the role of Alan Watts. Only cunning. This is Eric Rankin and Michelle Anderson from Awakening Code Radio right here on KXFM. We'd like to invite you to join a conversation to raise the vibration. Broadcasting live every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m., we cover all aspects of the process of awakening, whether it's emotional or spiritual growth. And have hosted such luminaries as Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, James Redfield, and many others. With a global audience, our show is one of the most listened to programs here at KXFM. And we would love for you to join the conversation. 